Hello fellow Heirlooans and welcome back. I'm Gail. I'm Sam. And we are the Heirlooan Couriers. Today we'll be discussing chapter 5 of the Ruins of Gorland by John Flanagan. We're trying to be more consistent with posting. Days will vary, but we will be trying to post weekly. Um, Sorry about this. but we will. Yeah, because this was, we kind of did this last minute, which, sorry about that, but it's going to be posted today. So. It's weekly, that's two weeks in a row, that's good right we're getting there we're getting there anyways would you like to start yes sure well yeah let's just get into the episode so quick recap would you like to do the quick recap sure so the prior episode which in which we discussed chapter four it centered around will being rejected from the battle school and literally every other school (laughs) every master except for the (laughs) not rig that up we gotta stay away from the dung master this episode Anyway, yeah. and it basically ended with Halt the Ranger giving Baron Arald an undisclosed letter, which we will hopefully learn more about over the course of this chapter. So that possible foreshadowing. Yeah, like, definitely. Well, the chapter just if starts. If we did it, that'd be really sad. Sorry. Yeah. The chapter starts off setting the scene. Um, sorry, I just sat on an earbud. Um, <laughs> So the chapter starts just setting the scene long after midnight with flickering torches burning low. Will is apparently hiding in the shadows, waiting and waiting and waiting. Wait, 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 but if it's long after midnight, did that mean that it's, like, early in the morning? I feel like the castle would get up early because the farmers... (laughs) No, that's true. So it's kind of... It says long after midnight, but long can be, like, one or two hours, I guess. One or two o'clock. So he's hiding in the shadows, waiting for the... That was not important, sorry. (laughs) Waiting for the guards to get tired and lose focus so that he can make his move. But we don't know what his move is yet. And usually when people say, like, make their move, I feel like that kind of is, like, you're going to make their move, like, finally talk to someone that you think is, like, attractive or you like, you know? I mean... Will's if making his move on that Baron letter. Baron Harold. No, he's making his move on Baron <laughs> He's making his move on Halt. He's like, so, Halt, hi. Well, no, here we don't know that Halt's going to be in the chapter. So oh. far. In well. this moment of time. Ah, Sorry, you I just drop? dropped a book. The anyway, book. She dropped the book. The Ranger's Apprentice Ruins of Gorland book. No, it's just resting beside me now. Anyways. Yeah. So he basically this is thinks a catastrophe. about the day. I sat on earbuds and you <laughs> dropped books. Oh no. Um, Will thinks about his day, and classifying he classifies it as absolutely terrible, and decidedly one of the worst he can remember. Which makes sense because it's literally the right. biggest day in his life. As and in, he was rejected from That's... everything. Not even the places he wanted to go. Literally yeah. everywhere. So, so while the other wards were enjoying the feast and each other's company and just kind of horsing around. Will sat in the forest and reflected bitterly, aka like brooded, moped, and sulked. But then he decides that he well, must. Well, and Horace was not helping either. Oh, that's true. But but Horace isn't in the forest with him. He's by himself. Yeah, I oh, just okay. feel like in the overall. oh yeah yeah. And Will decides that he must find out what is on the paper immediately. Consequently, formulating his plan, which we see in action. Yeah, kind of until the waiting. guards just doze off and shirk their duties, basically. Yeah, and then Will then proceeds to moodily munch bread, cheese, and apples. So, it's kind of just goals, because there's, like, alliteration, and there's food. And there's food, of course. And you're moody. Like, who is not moodily munching food? food. I feel like I I like the way that he writes John again. I think it's just funny, because it's, a lot of it's kind of just humorous. I don't know. 
Yeah, I think it's funny. It's nice to read. Yeah, it's just nice. It's kind of refreshing, I guess. I don't know. It's not <laughs> like you have to focus super hard. It's just nice to read, like you said. Anyways, Will then reveals that his insatiable curiosity and penchant... Well, this is a quote. His insatiable curiosity and penchant for going places where he wasn't supposed to had developed within him the skill of moving across seemingly open space without being seen. So, like, who even needs an invisibility cloak when you are the invisibility cloak? Like, <laughs> so Harry Potter, Harry Potter could never. <laughs> yeah, Harry Potter could never. <laughs> That'd be really funny if, um, little, let's go to Harry Potter for a second here. You know how Fred and George, they didn't ever have the invisibility cloak? Right. And they didn't, I mean, they... And they gave Harry the invisibility... No, they didn't give him the invisibility cloak. <laughs> they gave him the Marauders Low map. IQ, sorry. But the Marauders map, we were talking about this a couple, I think a week, or a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. would you rather have the invisibility cloak or the Marauders map? I would rather have the Marauders map. Me too. Because the invisibility be... cloak's useless. Well, if, I mean, it's cool, but like... If you're just... One without the other. Yeah, you have to be really quiet if you have the invisibility cloak and nothing else. Yeah. So Harry and his friends just kind of struck gold. Solid gold. Yeah, like, because the Marauders, they had the Marauders map because they created it. Then, who? Um, Worm had... The, oh, but Harry. No, I'm saying Marauders had it. Oh, sorry, sorry. And then yeah. the next generation was Fred and George. Right. And they only had the Marauders map. And they had to figure out, out how that thing worked. Mm-hmm. And then... They gave it to Harry, and they still got all their pranks done without anything. I know, and, and there then were two of them, and I don't think they were the quietest people ever. <laughs> and then Harry comes along, and he doesn't prank, but he has the invisibility cloak and the router's mask. Yeah, Harry had it made. I know. Harry should have been a bigger prankster. Like I know. It's kind of upsetting. He just squandered all that. It just shows how smart Fred and George were. Yeah, Fred and George, honestly, I think they were probably the smartest people in the books. They're also, like, my favorite characters, so yeah, I, I mean, am biased. Yeah, I mean, not book smart, but, you But know. they're, like, they made their own business when they were, like, what, 17? 16? 6... 16? Yeah, 16, right? No, it opened... No, they were 16 But they were already in... selling it. Yeah, they were selling it for a really long time, and they, like, created all the products when they were really young. Yeah. They were just the genius. Anyways, back to the invisibility cloak. <laughs> but we talk about this a lot. Like, the Fred and George question. Like, why Why did we no one think they were smart? We've had hours of conversations of this. Sorry. Um, basically, Will is just super... Um, Moody skilled. and sad. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, sorry. He's digress. just really skilled of uh, moving across the seemingly open space, like Sam said. Um, being unseen, and honestly, that's an awesome skill. Yeah. I feel like whenever I try to do that, I just, like, trip. <laughs> yeah, I would not. Or you think you're being subtle, and you're really not. Yeah, the worst is when you think you're super subtle, and then everyone's like, bruh, what are you doing? And you're just like, um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so, that's just kind of an awesome part. Then there's a funny section that Gail's gonna read right now. And wait, which chapter is it? Or which page? Chapter <laughs> chapter five. Yeah. <laughs> One minute. Let me uh, quick I don't remember which flip page. to it. But yeah. I love Harry Potter. Harry Potter is the best. <laughs> um, Fred here it George. says... As the wind stirred the upper branches of the trees, they created moving patterns in the moonlight. Patterns that Will now use to great effect. So honestly, Will's pretty 
dang smart with this skill. I, I don't know what I'm saying. Anyways, he instinctively matched his movement to the rhythm of the trees, blending easily into the pattern of the yard, becoming part of it and so being concealed by it. In a way, the lack of obvious cover made his task a little easier. The fat sergeant didn't expect anyone to be moving across the open space of the yard, so not expecting to see anyone, he failed to do so. So there's a bit more that I'm going to read, but just stopping there for a second. It's like the whole hiding in plain sight. You yeah, know? It's, I think that's really interesting that um, I feel like you think of it, but then just to see it written down, like, you, when you don't expect anyone to be moving, you really... You don't see it. You don't see it, because you're just... And it's two o'clock. Also, who's going to be looking for... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one's going to be... I mean, that is their job. <laughs> but that is true. Anyways, breathless, Will flattened himself against the rough stone of the tower wall. The sergeant was barely five meters away, and Will could hear his heavy breathing, but a small buttress in the wall hid him from the man's sight. He studied the wall in front of him, craning back to look up. The Baron's office tower, office window, sorry, was a long way up and farther around the tower. To reach it, he would have to climb up, then work his way across the face of the wall to a spot beyond the point where the sergeant stood guard, then up again to the window. He licked his lips nervously. Um, then there's just a bit of, he talks about climbing, so, and then I'm going to, yeah, that's basically about it for that part and it's just interesting to hear him describe how he climbs up because it's very detailed I guess yeah definitely I feel like if I ever have to climb up a wall it would not I'm... be quiet and it would not be pretty <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be a climb is all I'm saying yeah if, unless like I had a... like I don't know a grappling hook and like 15 pounds extra muscle I don't think I would make it. Unless there was someone at the top reeling me in. <laughs> yeah, if, if I had, like, a pulley or something. You could you could help me. Oh, my God, yeah, we'd be... You could be my spotter. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, this brings me back to um, rock climbing. Well, I feel like there's always, like, the field trips would always go wrong. They're actually so... They're, I feel like field trips are always the worst, though. Like, they're supposed to be class bonding or, like... Whatever Things like that. No matter. They like, never went. They well. never really do. Either like I feel like for rock climbing, you always get like chalky and sweaty and, and a bad spotter that doesn't do. Anything. Or you're like some. Or if you wear shorts, then like they inevitably ride up. Yeah, I remember maybe five years ago or no six years ago. I don't know. I went rock climbing for some field trip, and basically, there, my spotter kind of, because he. He was, like, part of the rock climbing place. I don't know. He was a monitor. Facilities. Yeah, the facility. And he kind of... He was supposed to, like, lower you down, kind of. <laughs> Sometimes he'd, like, jerk Try. on the rope. And then I kind of just, like, <laughs> You're flailed. Like, yeah. It's not my element. I know. And I remember they would always be like... I mean, at least in some places, I think you're always supposed to do this, but only some places do this. Like, you know when the spotter's, like, on belay and you're supposed yeah. to be, like... Belay on, and yeah. they're like, okay, and then you can like go up. But then also, like, there's some, a point where I like don't want to go up anymore, and I just want to get down, and the spotter was like, keep going! <laughs> and I was like, no, thank you. And they were like, go, and I was like, no. But then you hear people, but then whenever I hear about people who like rock climbing and are good at it, I'm always kind of jealous. But then I kind of flash back. 
to when I rock climb and I'm like, no, that's not yeah, gonna work for me. No. The ballet is not gonna work. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, wait, I also did one where it was like self belaying kind of. <laughs> so you like clip on to like a. I don't think we're using belay, right? Yeah, yeah, no. It's like self. I don't know. You're your own spotter. That's which is like a so bad, bad idea. And we did this through school, so I was like, question mark. But. And they like. And so you hook on to this little, it's like an elastic thing with like a little roll that kind of comes out, and like, you know? Not really. Okay, well, and you climb up. But like, since no one's spotting you, you can go down whenever, but there's still like someone supervising. So it's just awkward. <laughs> it's so funny. Anyways, basically, um, Will gets into the office um, mm-hmm. by means... Or with skills I will probably never possess, but that'd be awesome. I can try to get these skills. Anyways, he reaches the Baron Harold's office, and he's in it. He's about to get the paper. Would you like to read the little part? Well, sure. So Will's super relieved that he's finally in the office. The office is deserted. Then he glances around the room. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to point to the past. Dale was trying to help me. I was giving background. I was being helpful. Anyway, sorry. And Will shakes off these fanciful thoughts and crossed quickly to the desk, his soft boots making no noise on the bare boards of the floor. The sheet of paper, bright white with the reflected moonlight, Oh, I read that wrong. Sheet of paper, bright white with the reflected moonlight, was within reach. Just look at it, read it, and go, he told himself. That was all he had to do. He stretched out a hand for it. His fingers touched it. And a hand shot out of nowhere and seized him by the wrist. Oh my god. You should, you should do the, um, the audiobooks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I bet my voice is really soothing. And who is it? Well, none other than Halt. The icy eyes of Halt the Ranger. Icy eyes the like icy the waters eyes of Cape Cod. Icy, icy, icy. I, I said yeah. he wasn't, and then he said the icy eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, Halt grabbed him. No, the icy eyes grabbed him. And then Will looked up into the icy eyes of Halt. And that grabbed him. Exactly. <laughs> no. Anyways, Will wonders where Halt came from, and then he remembers... It's quote-unquote strange cloak. So, um, this, like, if Will, that is basically the invisibility cloak, kind of, in this story. Mm-hmm. Except Will can harness, I'm saying harness way too much, after rock climbing. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, I feel like he kind of wouldn't need it, but also, if he didn't have it, that would be sad. Yeah. Okay, wait, Sorry. Um, Will basically wants to take his punishment um, for going into the office and trying to steal the paper like a man. And um, basically Halt says, let's see what the Baron thinks about this. And then Will says, please Halt, no. And then he says nothing because, like I said, he wants to take it like a man. (laughs) Which is, I feel like calling it, taking it like a man is kind of problematic it's not really, if it's just bravery, you know? It's not taking it as a certain gender. It's just, yeah, it's just being stoic and, like, 
brave and I don't know. Courage. What's it called? Maybe cowardice. Yeah, courage, not cowardice. But also, what's it called? I can't remember. Brushing past his fear. <laughs> no, that's definitely not what I was thinking. Um, basically, um, halt. They open with halt. I can't talk right now. Halt and Will go down to the Baron's apartment, and it's the room is brightly lit, and Will's kind of confused because he was sure that he had seen the lights go out. On the floor, Willie waited to scale the tower. But basically, Baron Arald is up because he and Halt had kind of... They had set this up. Together. They knew that Will would get They were in cahoots. It's really interesting. What did you feel about this part? Did you think... Yes. I mean, he was so... He really flaunted that paper around. He was like, ooh, I'm just gonna write something on this and I'm not gonna show anybody. And then, yeah. But I'm gonna show the Baron and I'm gonna kind of look at Will as I do it. And I was like, we're just that's gonna, not normal. We're just going to make it really difficult for Will. Yeah. And... So... Okay. And... Basically, basically, Halt marches Will to the Baron's quarters, as Gail said, that they, like it's lit, which surprises Will, and Halt explains that he, he, he climbed the wall like super easily, and then he proceeds to casually diss uh, the Baron, saying, well, the Baron says, he climbed the tower, you say, a trifle incredible. He asked, a trifle incredulously. No rope, no ladder, my lord. Climbed it as easily as you get on your horse in the morning. Easier, in fact, Halt said with just the ghost of a smile. The Baron frowned. He was a little overweight, and sometimes he needed help getting on his horse after a late night. <laughs> so, I mean, if any, I feel like all of us in the Baron's place We're already appreciating Halt's humor. I mean, getting on the ho- horses is kind of hard already, though. Yeah. Because, like, if they move... field trip flashback, I feel like whenever they... You went horseback riding for a field trip? Yeah. That's so cool. Maybe twice. Because, you know, when they bring you to, like, those campy places... Oh, and then you go for, like, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant, like, an hour. No, but my horse would try to go off the path, and then he'd, like, eat stuff. Yeah. And I'm not good at horseback riding, and it's just not... My horses, whenever I rode horses for, like, anything, it would always try to, like, eat my shoe. And, like, my shoes, I mean, they weren't, like... We probably didn't go to the best facilities yeah. for school. But my but shoes no. were, like, rubber. That sounds weird. They were, like, sandals. No, they weren't sandals. <laughs> wear sandals. They were, though. like, they were Keens, you know? You remember my Keens? Again, not the best <laughs> horsewear, horse I guess. I mean, I didn't have anything better. Yeah, basically. Keens are kind of just remind me. Anyways... The Baron then asked Will what he would do in his place to a boy that broke into his office and attempted to steal an important document. So, Will is indignant and denies that he was stealing and clarifies that he only wanted to see the document. <laughs> and he says, I quote, I do know that there is no excuse for my actions and I will accept whatever punishment you decide. Which is honestly, like, I'm definitely going to repurpose that, like... In school, when you get in trouble, you're just like, or like in I any, do know in that school, there. in life, in the office, if you work, I don't know, you could just pull that out and be like, yes. I feel like the other person kind of has to dissect that. They're yeah, like, they really what? have to think about that, and you're like, yeah, you know, I do accept. Wait, I do know that there is no excuse for my actions, and I will accept whatever punishment you decide. And Except, just don't like, send me to the dung master. Don't send me to the dung master, please. Sir. Anyways. 
The Baron then requests Halt's suggestions in a carefully neutral voice. So, so carefully neutral, you all you already know something's up. If somebody's like about to get mad at you and then they have a carefully neutral voice, they've totally thought of it before. Yeah, they're like, hmm, I wonder what I'm gonna do. I've huh. been thinking about what to say for the also, past hour. Yeah, the way they describe it as carefully neutral, that's just like, yes. I agree. How how would you do a carefully neutral voice? I feel like a carefully neutral voice is when you've been thinking of a joke for like the past oh, day. Oh yeah, and then you finally time it. to deliver it, and you really want to make it sound like you thought it off the bat. You thought it just off the top. You you thought of it just like off the wall, and you're just like, hey, so have you ever, you know? Can't like, think of a joke. Yeah, I can't think of a joke. But if you, like, try to make a pun or something, or if you thought of a pun and then you try to put it into conversation and pretend that you just thought of it and you're, like, super cool and then everyone's just like, yeah. <laughs> That's a carefully neutral we know you just, We know you thought opinion. of that a week ago and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, Halt suggests that as the punishment, they show Will the paper which he so desires to see. So, so drum roll, please. Should I do the honors? Yeah. I can't, I can't. Gail, please do the honors. <laughs> the honors. The honors. Basically, let me quick flip. It says, bum 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 bum. Kind of sounds Star Wars-y. That yeah, that was a little sound. Star Wars. The boy will, already just the boy will, sorry. The boy will have the potential to be trained as a ranger. I will accept him as my apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> Apprentice. Tries to do a carefully neutral, neutral voice. Possible. I think we have to do a redo of that. Okay. Gail, please reread that in a carefully do neutral a drum voice. Drumroll, please. I, I can't, there's nothing to drum okay. on. The boy Will has the potential to wait, be trained. Wait, wait, stop. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google a drumroll. Okay, well, Sam Googles it. I'll quick practice this line <laughs> in a carefully okay. drum roll so sound make, effect. This better okay. not be really loud. Yeah, please don't. Wait, oh, my volume is up pretty high. Okay. The boy, Will, has the potential to be trained as a ranger. I will accept him as my apprentice. Wow. I delivered that line in a carefully neutral tone. Thank you very much. So, yes. what did you think of that? I mean, we kind of knew. Yeah, we definitely I mean, I knew. knew. I mean, it, but it's called the ranger's apprentice. They're not going to clickbait us like that <laughs> i'm pretty sure books don't do clickbait i feel like the first five chapters are kind of because this was the fifth they could have been introductions no i think they're good because they're introducing they're really short you. yeah it's fine and <clears throat> pardon me so they're kind we of both struggled with speaking today that was fun <laughs> uh but then afterwards apprentice <laughs> stop afterwards you don't really know what happens yeah so basically who who did you enjoy the most in this in this chapter? Because I, I like the fat sergeant. <laughs> I like tall for Baron Errol. Because he's he's like I need help getting onto my horse after yeah, late tonight. Yeah, but I feel like Baron Errol was. Just, I like Holt's sense I of humor. Him I appreciate it because I feel like with anyone else they'd be like, the punishment is going straight to the dungeon. Yeah, or straight. Especially after reading, I don't know if you know about our other podcast SGE with S and G. Yeah. But we just read a chapter called the Doom Room. Right. And so, especially after reading that, I feel like you're expecting it to take a darker turn. But it doesn't. Here. And that's kind of relieving. Yeah. I like the Baron Arald. So, who are you? The Baron Arald. The Baron Arald. Who, if you, actually, I'm going to choose two favorite characters, Baron and Halt, and you choose the Fat Sergeant. I choose the Fat Sergeant and Halt. Okay. So, 
that concludes this episode. If you'd like to email us, if you have any questions, comments, or requests regarding special episodes, you can email us at airluencouriers at gmail.com. That is A-R-A-L-U-E-N-C-O-U-R-I-E-R-S at gmail.com. All lowercase. Sounds like a radio advertisement. You know, it's like, call this hotline. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We'd love to hear. <laughs> Carefully neutral voice. Carefully neutral voice. We'd love to hear from you. That just sounds <laughs> passive aggressive. We'd love to hear from you, maybe. Well, I'm Sam. And I'm Gail. Good morrow and fare thee well. We will see you anon in our next episode. Bye.